Hi there, and welcome to Authors on the Air. My name is James D.F. Hanna, and I am really thrilled to be here talking today with Wendy Walker. Uh, Lindy's the national best-selling author of two crime fiction series featuring strong heroines and twisty, absorbing mysteries. Her first Michelle Clark crime thriller, Front Page Fatality, was nominated for the Agatha Award for Best First Novel and is an Amazon Charts bestseller. In 2018, she introduced readers to Texas Ranger Faith McClellan in Fear No More. Reviews have praised her work as well-crafted, compelling, and fast-paced, and an edge of the of your seat ride with a spider web of twists and turns that will keep you reading until the end. Before she started writing fiction, Lindy was an award-winning journalist who covered everything from ribbon cuttings to high-level police corruption and worked closely with various law enforcement agencies that she reported on. Her work has appeared in newspapers and magazines across the U.S. How are you doing today, Lindy? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm great. That is a lot of introduction, by the way. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff. I should that I should prune that for an <laughs> intro bio for stuff. No, keep everything. <laughs> everything, I think, is always the best way to go. So, Lindy, I know you have a new book coming out. I do. Yep. Wow. Um, next week is the fourth book in that I can't get it in the frame because I'm terribly backward when it comes to things that are reflecting. There it is. It's the fourth book in the um, in the Faith McClellan series, which is hard for me to believe that we're already at four books into this one. Um, it comes out next Tuesday, and I this is my 12th published novel, I think, which is kind of crazy. So that you'd think after having done this 12 times, I'd like have this all down pat, but I still feel like my first book is getting ready to come out. So, well, but I mean, you you had written the the previous series, the the Michelle Clark series. Mm-hmm. Um, what what made you decide to write about Faith McClellan? So, it was, I mean, I'm sure you can relate as a writer. It was one of those things that just you, you get an idea that just kind of grips you and won't go away and leave you alone. And it's funny, the first Faith book, actually, when I first started that book, I thought it was going to be a standalone thriller with multiple points of view. It was written in third person. Like, it was pretty much entirely different from the book that ended up being published. Um, but it started with the victim and her mother. The The first thing, scene that I had in my head that made, that like, it was Saturday night at, like, 1130, and... All of a sudden, here was this woman in my head, and she had just lost her daughter, and I got my computer and started writing, and I didn't sleep very much for like three or four days after that, trying to get all these characters in the story into the computer, because I had just, and I didn't have a contract, I didn't have an anything, I just had to write the story down. Um, and when I got done with it, um, my agent really liked it, but part of the revision process was, you know... The more that I wrote, there eventually in the story, there's this police officer who shows up to try to help this woman whose daughter has died. And she, this uh, Texas Ranger, I always thought it would be really interesting to write about a female ranger because there haven't been that many. Um, they were sort of the last bastion of a good old boys club in law enforcement. Like the FBI admitted female field agents in the 1930s. The Texas Rangers didn't until 1993 when the governor signed a law that said they had to. And there have been like fewer than 20 in the whole history of the organization as storied as it is. And so, you know, part of it was 
oh, here's this really interesting character in this cop. What would drive somebody to want to be this when not that many people have done it before? Um, and the more I wrote, the more of the story she kind of took over. So when I sent it to my agent, some of the feedback that I got was, you know, we, I like the strong female characters from first person point of view from you, because this is your wheelhouse. Let's do that. Trim out all these other viewpoints, change the story and make it hers, except you can keep the killer because he's interesting. And I like that part. So that's, that's where we ended up with the book that actually got published. Well, and I, I think that's a really interesting point because the thing I really do, uh, I really enjoy about your books are, uh, they are strong female protagonists in, in, you know, worlds that traditionally can be very, very male centric, you know, um, is yeah. that something you've always been drawn to? I mean, I think some of it probably just comes from how I grew up. You know, I was an only child and my mom was a single mother and she was like corporate America in the eighties with the power suits and the big shoulder pads and the 40 different pairs of heels hanging on the back of her door. Like one of my favorite things to do when I was a kid was sit on her bed and watch her get dressed for work in the morning. Cause she always had this really cool, like smart suit with a pencil skirt and a jacket with the big shoulder pads. And then she would let me pick out the shoes to go with it sometimes. And she sort of, I mean, I grew up watching her sort of navigate this world where just about everybody that she worked with was man. And the seeing the differences and the power dynamics and all that kind of stuff was always fascinating to me when I was a kid. And I think that kind of carried over into things that interest me as a grown up. So that's, I have, I feel like that's part of where some of Nichelle's stubborn streak comes from. And Faith with her sister's murder has a good reason for wanting to, be able to, I mean, the Rangers do, one of the things that's interesting about the Texas Rangers is they do everything you could ever want to write about as a crime fiction author. <laughs> like, they handle all the really interesting stuff, um, including the state's cold case unit. So, Faith has some motivation there with her sister's unsolved murder for wanting to work for the Rangers because eventually maybe she can get to the cold cases and see if she can figure out what happened to Charity. Um. Well, and, and that's really that I, I like that because, and, you know, like I said, you know, what I, cause I, you know, got to read this, this previous, this next one coming. And, um, I really like the, you know, it is not, you know, a, just a female like Walker, Texas Ranger. I mean, Faith is really smart and strong and strong will. And I, you know, you really capture that voice so well. Well, thank I you. It easily though. <laughs> <laughs> It's, um, I mean, I think there, you know, you, we all pick up experiences and people along the way that come through in our characters. There's a lot of my mom and Faith. My mom was always a little bit of a smart ass and kind of, you know, she was very good at um, handling men that she worked with who talked to her like she didn't belong in a room without mm -hmm. being rude about it. That sort of Southern way of telling somebody to bite you without actually saying that. Um, so she, um, I think there's, there's a lot of that in faith, a very, very sweet. Um, my editor actually always says that he lets me get away with having her smile more than he would allow that word to appear in any other manuscript because her former beauty queen thing, he's like, that smile is kind of lethal and she deploys it in so many different ways that I like seeing what she's, how that's going to work. 
So, uh, tell me about the origin for this new book because uh, you you mentioned it sort of. You're it, it, it's interesting. It's not really what you typically expect. It's not. It's very different. Right. And I so so the very like beginning seeds of it, I think, were I was looking for something that was sort of uniquely Texas, and I grew up in Fort Worth. Stock show was a big deal in Fort Worth. It still is to this day. It was a really big deal when I was a kid. Um, it draws people to the city from all over Texas, late January, early February. So I wanted some kind of like uniquely Texas event to have something revolve around. And that's sort of where it started. And then um, having the murdered livestock kick off the story, like there had to be, you know, somebody that Faith really trusted and cared about calling to talk to her about this for her to actually go and, and take her time out of her day to speak to someone um, about what was happening. And it doesn't hurt that she's doing something at the very beginning of the book that she doesn't want to be doing. So she is eager to get away. Um, but I, I got to the end of it and thought, okay, for, I had that five minutes of thinking, I really like this. I think this is going to be good. And then I started second guessing myself and questioning, like, what have I done here? And what if everybody is like, she's crazy. What is this with the, you know, and eventually there are dead people too, but they don't come in at the very beginning. Like they do in most police procedurals. Um, so I, this book was sort of an exercise in how much I love my editor because when I turned it in, I just kind of sat here on pins and needles and waited to see what he would say. And he really loved it. He came back and he did, you know, he was like, I first started reading and I thought, where is she going with this? What is she done here? But then you get sucked into the story and this is great. And you really, I mean, it was kind of weird, but you brought it around in a really great way. And I love what happened to the characters and I love the end. And so, and I actually did get him this time. He didn't figure out who did it before the end, which I was very proud of. So, um, so that was good. So, and so far, all of the early readers that we've had have said nice things and I'm glad people are enjoying it. It was kind of a taking a chance, but I, I hope that when it launches next week, um, folks who love the series are, are going to really enjoy the book. Now you wrote this one through the, through COVID, correct? I did. Yeah. How did like, you, you know, you talked to a lot of other writers. How did, how did writing in COVID affect how you, you wrote? It was, it was difficult in some ways because, you know, I mean, I, I'm a mom first and I have three children and they were all home doing virtual school all year last year. And, um, so that part of it was interesting trying to go back to a time when I used to have to try to find time. I mean, when the kids were really little, I used to have to carve out time in my day to write, but I've gotten so spoiled to they're at school all day and the house is quiet and I can get my writing done and then get everything else done. And COVID made that different. It did though <sighs> provide an escape for me. I mean, like during the worst months of the pandemic last winter, I had something else to focus on and concentrate on. And I could kind of escape to Faith's fantasy world where that wasn't something that was happening at the time, which was therapeutic. I think in a lot of ways. Um, so that part of it, uh, I thought was really great. There is, um, 
a, a moment in the plot in this one where they have a historic snowstorm in central Texas that drops the temperatures and dumps a whole lot of snow on them. And I, I promise I wrote that scene about a week before that actually happened down there in February. <laughs> and um, it's not the first time that's happened to me where I've had a weird thing. Like I write about something and then it actually happens in the real world before I can get the book out the door. And I always worry that people are going to be like, wow, she saw this thing on the news. And no, I, I actually, looked at my husband at one point and said, I'm kind of afraid that there are some people who are going to read this book and go, has she ever even been to Texas? It doesn't snow like this there. Um, but cause it never, it never did when I was a kid. But, um, so that wasn't something that I, that I pulled from headlines to add into the story. It was, uh, it was the other way around and, um, it was scary to watch, all my friends back on, you know, looking at Facebook and seeing people that I had grown up with who didn't have power for a week after the storm that they had down there and all of the awful stuff that was happening. Um, but the snowstorm was so central to the story that I couldn't figure out a way to take it out and still make everything else work. So, Well, and, and the joke is always the South does not know how to deal with snow. <laughs> That's true, even in Virginia, yes. You put an inch and a half of snow. You put an inch, inch and a half snow in in Georgia, and and everyone loses their minds. So. Yes. Um, now and I am one of those people, so I feel comfortable saying that. Now, when you sit down to write, um, what is what you know? Talk about your process a little bit. Are you are you like a a really detailed planner? Or are you just sort of building it while you drive it? Yeah, it goes. I mean, it's sort of, you know, that meme that circulated for a while last year where it was like my characters pull up in my head and are like, get in, loser, we're going noveling. Like, that's kind of how my brain works. <laughs> like, when I sit down at the computer and, um, you know, I think part of what motivates me to write is wanting to know what's going to happen next. Like, I like the story and I like the characters and I want to see what's going to happen next. So that's my motivation to make sure that I open my computer and get my words in that day. Um, there are definitely days when it's easier than others. And sometimes, I, I mean, it leaves a lot of stuff. Every book, there's a lot of stuff that I have to go back and fix. And every time I'm finishing a rough draft, I get to the end and I'm like, oh, but this doesn't work and that doesn't work. And I'm going to have to go back and change that. And I have to just sit and remind myself, like, I have a list of sort of all of the big plot elements that weren't in the rough drafts of almost every book that I've written. And I kind of go through them like a mantra when I get to the end of the draft and I start to get worried about all the things that are going to have to be changed. I'm like, okay, but this book didn't have this and that book didn't have that and I can fix it. I just have to get to the end of the story. So I know what happens. So. Since you have like two, two series characters, what do you find is, and, and, you know, you've written, you know, you wrote multiple uh, of the previous uh, series. You're four in on faith. What do you find is the biggest challenge to keep the book sort of feeling fresh? Coming up with different interesting ways and reasons for people to kill other people. Like, <laughs> generally, I consider myself a nice suburban basketball mom. And um, it's, you know, there, there are things like my oldest daughter uh, reads the Faith McClellan book. She really likes this series. And she was very excited when the early copies of this book got here because she'd been waiting to be able to read it. Um, so she, we went camping for a weekend and she took the book with her camping. And it was fun for me because I don't generally get to watch people read them. 
after I'm done with them and I got to sit across the campfire and watch my daughter read, like she was reading the end and she's kind of looking at the book going, and I was like, Oh look, good. I surprised her at this. And, but she closed it and put it down and looked at me and went, you know, sometimes I wonder like, how do you come up with this stuff? (laughs) And, and I think that's, the hardest part of, of keeping it fresh for me is trying to think up something 13 books in, you know, what haven't I done? Who is this person? Why are they hurting other people? What's their motivation? Like, I don't like just straight psychotic serial killers. There always has to be an, a backstory and a reason. And the villains are always people. And I, I kind of believe that nobody is really all good or all bad with very few exceptions. And um, so I don't write about the people that are the exceptions. I write about normal people who have been pushed to a point where they have they feel they have no choice but to do some really awful things. And coming up with new and different ones every time can be a challenge. Outstanding. Lindy, this has really been a thrill. I am really... Uh really uh, glad to get to talk to you. We've kind of known each other for a little while, but haven't really had the client, the chance to sit down and chat. Remind everyone, name of the book, where, and where can, if people uh, want to reach out to you, uh, oh, sure. in the social world. Yeah, absolutely. So the new you. book, The Camera's This Way, is Nowhere to Hide. <laughs> um, it's the fourth book in the Faith McClellan series. It'll be on sale next Tuesday. Everywhere you can buy books, uh, you can always find me online on my website at lindywalker.com. There's also, um, it's, I think it's facebook.com slash lindywalkerbooks. And I'm on Twitter just at my boring old name as my handle. So, and I love uh, hearing from readers. Outstanding. Uh, I, uh, I'm James D.F. Hanna. If, uh, I write the Hendry Malone series which is a PI series set in Southern West Virginia. Uh, the most recent book uh, being re-released by Down and Out uh, will be Behind the Wall of Sleep. It'll be out later this month. Um, you can find me at facebook.com uh, backslash James D.F. Hanna. Uh, and you can also annoy me at Twitter at James D.F. Hanna. Uh, James D.F. Hanna, no dot com there. Uh, Lindy, again, thanks so much for for, uh, sitting and and talking. This has really been great. This was great. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to do it. It was fun. Thank you. Thanks so much.